Mama. This is Carianna and Kayla, two best friend moms and your co-hosts of Sleep Talking Moms. We know that tackling sleep issues can feel overwhelming and confusing. So we are here to provide you with practical sleep advice. We want you to walk away from each episode with information you can actually use. Let's dive in and talk sleep. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Sleep Talking Moms. Yay! Today, we are going to talk about something that, I don't know, I feel like people get a little riled up about sometimes, (laughs) Um, but also necessary. Very necessary. Uh, So yeah, we're going to talk about how to have a life with naps. And you may not like me and Kayla's perspective on this, and that is okay. (laughs) We know going into this, we're very similar in how we think about this subject, Um, but we know that it is not for everyone, and that is 100% okay. So if you listen to this and feel like we're psycho, that's that's okay. You won't hurt our feelings. (laughs) Not at all. And I am kind of sorry that we both came about our mm-hmm. how we were going to handle naps um, the same way because it would have been much more helpful if one of us was one way and the other was the other. But um, we have open minds about whichever way you choose to parent, just like anything else. So you got to do what you got to do. Absolutely. And I guess just to, you know, get the cat out of the bag, when it comes to having a life with naps, me and Kayla are on the side where we would just much rather have good naps and we don't care so much about having a life when our little ones are little and still need lots of naps. So we would 100% choose sleep and reliable sleep and breaks during the day over being able to go around and do different things and see people and have a social life or have activities. Um, is that Is that fair, Kayla? Would you agree? That is very, very fair. Yes. And if you guys listened to the last episode, you will know that Carianna and I were basically squares our whole life and we really (laughs) enjoyed sleep. So there were a lot of times where we were choosing to not be social because it was past our bedtime. (laughs) So we get it honestly. Uh, and you know, I, I know that it gets harder to, when you have, like when you have more than one child, so maybe you have one that's a toddler or older who just has one nap a day at, you know, one reliable time, or maybe they're done napping. And then you have a baby who's still on two, three, four naps and you, you know, you feel bad, like, Oh, I want to be able to take my toddler out and do things. I, I have been there. Um, Kayla, I know your experience has been a little different because that phase for you with your kids has been during COVID. So you couldn't go anywhere, even if you wanted to. Yes. Yeah. My, (laughs) it was kind of a gift Mm. and a weird roundabout way. I'd never like, of course I don't want what's happening to be happening, but, um, to have a little baby and a toddler at the height of the pandemic where we couldn't go anywhere and we were on lockdown. It was like, oh, okay, cool. Well, I guess this is what we're doing. Um, And so our big trips were trips to the front yard. (laughs) Which are good trips. Good trips. Yeah. 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 And when my boys were younger and Cam was a baby and Ethan was, you know, in the two to three range, I'm not going to say that 
we never went anywhere for Ethan to do things, but they were pretty few and far between. Um, And I probably waited more until Campbell, my younger one, was on a two-nap schedule just because two naps gives you more time in between naps to get an outing and get back home before nap time. So that's kind of our personal experience, but you can absolutely have a toddler and have a baby and do things and still have successful naps. So I don't want you to take away from this that it's not possible. I do want you to be just kind of cognizant of your individual child, because I do find a lot of this is child specific. Some are going to be super, super sensitive to having their nap schedule messed up or to having, you know, a nap on the go. They're going to be really sensitive to that. It's not going to go smoothly. And some parents can just like, they know, okay, if we have a rough nap day, we're expecting a couple night wakings tonight. Um, so if you find out that that's your kid, it doesn't mean you can't go anywhere, but it does mean you're going to want to kind of weigh your options more and decide, okay, which is more important to me? If I can't have my cake and eat it too, you know, am I going to choose staying in more to respect these naps or am I going to choose going out and just accepting, you know, the cards I'm dealt with because of it? And on the flip side, there are some kids who are so chill and easygoing that they'll nap just fine for you on the go. If their schedule's messed up and they miss a nap or two during the day, they're not going to be a wreck that night. They're going to be just fine. So you kind of have to experiment a little and get to know your child um, and know that not all children are the same in this respect. Yes. And we are also kind of giving you guys a free pass too. If you feel like I can't handle the stress of not like of not going and doing things because my kid's sleep schedule is so important. We give you full permission to be a square. Like (laughs) if you need that because your stress level is too high, juggling all the things that you have to juggle, then don't feel like you have to do anything. Mm -hmm. Um, But also if there are those things that pop up, things that you want to do, realize that it's, you're going to have a messed up day and, then just resume business as usual the next and it will, it will be okay. Yeah, absolutely. And I have parents a lot ask me, like, if I go out, you know, and we, you know, take, take my child to the library and we don't get home in time for a nap, is this going to ruin everything and start us back at square one? No, it's not going to ruin everything. Now, if I'm specifically working with a family who is going through the sleep training process, I'm going to recommend you don't do those things for a limited period of time where we are just focused on learning. But after that period in time, you're never going to go all the way back to square one. You may, like Kayla said, have a rougher day, but it's not going to set you back at zero as far as sleep and every, all the routines and habits that you've created for them, not going to start you back at square zero. All right. So like what we've kind of been talking about with like you want your cake and eat it too, all of that stuff. When it comes to to naps and having a life, I've heard of, um, I think I've heard you talk before about the 80-20 rule. What, what is that? Yeah. Yes. The 80-20 rule. And you've probably heard this about other aspects of life too. It's um, a pretty common phrase. I'm sure our listeners have heard the 80-20 rule when it comes to sleep and naps is 
80% of the time, we want to aim for naps in the ideal environment and at the right time. 80% of the time, that's kind of our goal. And then 20% of the time, if we're off track and the nap has to be in a non-ideal environment, in the car or in the stroller, and at a non-ideal time, maybe they're skipping the nap, that's okay. So if we can kind of find that 80-20 balance, um, that's what's going to help them to not be so thrown off by nap disruption and changes um, that they're miserable, but also gives you as the parent freedom to go and do things here and there. And when we do have to have naps on the go, you know, there are definitely things we can do to help improve the quality of those naps. Um, Things like taking white noise with you. And, you know, if they're in the car seat, you're driving around and they need to be napping, you know, putting the white noise back there by them, or I've had parents play it through the Bluetooth system in their car. So the whole car has white noise. I I also put a blanket in the window and roll the window up to get it as dark as I possibly can. That's a good, that's a good idea. And another option you can do, I don't know if you guys have heard of snooze shade. Um, It is like a black, they make one for strollers and for car seats, a cover um, that, so it kind of creates that dark environment that very, very dark environment. Um, So those are good options as well to kind of recreate that ideal environment. I've had a lot of families buy the snooze shade if their schedule kind of makes it so as, as they're driving home from daycare, if they have a bit of a commute, they know that that's when they need their third nap of the day to happen is on that drive home. And so they will just always have that white noise in the car, have their snooze shade and the child just naps for that 20 or 30 minute ride home. So definitely things we can do to make naps better on the go. But the other thing I want you to just kind of uh, grab onto and accept is that naps on the go are never going to be as good as naps at home in their ideal environment. Um, And I think we get, we get fixated on that. Like, oh, I want them to be able to nap while on the go. That's just not how humans are built. <laughs> I don't know about you, Kayla. Do you nap well in a car? Uh, not well as well car? as in my bed. No. Yeah. Uh-uh. Yeah. You can do it. And it's better than, you know, no sleep, Nothing. right? Yeah. But yeah, it is not going to be that ideal sleep. It's not going to be as good a quality. Just like you may not sleep as well in a hotel room outside of your usual house and, and bed, or you may not sleep as well at your in-laws house. Um, babies are the same way. And so we can't expect them to nap to the same level of sleep as they do when they're at home in their perfect environment. And one thing I just want you guys to remember is that this, you know, having no life or having a life that's disrupted by sleep schedules for kids, um, even conflicting sleep schedules for kids. I remember that very well. I remember, you know, like Ellis would wake up or Ellis would be awake. I'd put tiny down. I'd put Ellis down for his nap. And then my little one would get up and just being like, I don't have a single solitary second to myself this whole day. Um, Probably adding some expletives in that sentence at the time. (laughs) Um, just like 
anything else, this is not going to last forever. At some point your kids are, you know, like my youngest is two now. He has one nap. I put Ellis in for quiet time. Like at some point it does all kind of come together. They won't have naps forever. So it's going to suck for a little bit and then it's going to be totally fine, but you'll have a well-rested kid and hopefully yourself will be, you'll be well-rested too. So hang in there. Yeah. I think that's a really important reminder because when you're in it, you know, it can feel like, oh my gosh, I haven't gone anywhere for months, but in the scheme of our child's life, it is such a small, small point in time when we just have so many naps. And I remember those days too, Kayla. I think the worst is when you have one kid on two naps and the other kid on one nap, because there is just, there's literally almost no overlap. Yeah. And, and you're just like nap. Okay. Next nap. Okay. Next nap. And then it's dinner time. And you're like, what? I haven't, (laughs) I haven't had any time by myself at all. Yep. Or like you have like 15 minutes in between and you're like, should I get a quick workout in? Should I do the (laughs) dishes? Should I just sit? Like, yeah, it's, it's not fun. It's not, but what happens because of that good sleep can be fun. So (laughs) it'll get there. It'll get there. Well, I hope that, uh, this podcast didn't feel like a downer for you. If you were hoping for like some quick Quick fix. Yeah. (laughs) Quick fixes. Uh, you guys know, we don't think quick fixes exist in parenting. I so wish they did, but they just don't. But I hope that the commiseration helps and just knowing (laughs) that if you view sleep the same way that we do and you're cool with like, yeah, I'd rather stay home and just have good sleep. You're not alone. And I will also tell you, even though Kayla and I can't relate, if you're someone who's like, you know what, I just need my baby to be on my schedule. I know plenty of people that that works just fine for. So there's no shame in that game either. And be sure guys to stay tuned this week on Instagram and Facebook. I'm going to be talking more about how to do naps on the go, ways to make it work for you. So stay tuned for more info and thank you for joining us. Thank you guys. Have a good week. We are so glad you joined us for the Sleep Talking Moms podcast today. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a second to grab a screenshot, share it in your stories and tag us at all the sleeps. See you next time.